At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont. 105.9 The Radiator is a rocket shop. I'm your host, Tom Proctor. I'm back after Bob graciously filled in last week. So thank you, Bob. Uh, with me tonight is Kane Patrick Sweeney, a.k.a. Bishop LeVay. How's it going? It's going all right, man. Kidding. All right. Glad to hear it. Uh, you're just saying a bit of a tickly throat. Is I do, yeah. Always before like a you know show that I think is really important, I get a throat cold. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, you know, psychosomatic, maybe, or the, the fates just oh, hit it just you. means I'm going to scream a little louder. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It's just encouragement. Your body's just giving you encouragement. Um, we usually like uh, to kick it off with a song, just so everyone knows what you're about. So uh, would you like to pick one and uh, introduce it? Yeah, this uh, the song I'm going to start with is, is going to be um, either the single or the title track for an album that's going to be released in February. Uh, it's called uh, Calling Us Back Home. It's not, you can't find it anywhere. This will be the first time anybody ever hears it outside of my house. Nice. So a big yeah. heavy world exclusive here. Um, yeah, and then, you know, I'm going to play some other stuff that people have seen at shows and have heard online. Wicked. Yeah. Well, take it away. Yeah, no problem. Back home, 
I have seen the serpent Calling you home But will you meet him, darling? Still flesh and bone 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 Remember our promised land Cause I remember starving With no dove in my hand 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 in my hand He called me back to I'll be right beside you He's calling us back home There. Sorry, what's the, what's the track called? That was called Calling Us Back Home. Calling Us Back Home. And as I understand it, uh, Bishop LeVay is uh, kind of an alias. Uh, you, you initially started out using your, your actual name. If, if yeah, works. I did. Uh, uh, I, started, I started recording a bunch of albums when I was living out west um, under my real name, and I didn't do really that well at all. I mean, I was in a big city, and I was starting this folk project, and I had never played folk before, so mm. it's understandable, but I moved back here, and I wanted to write songs that were, were way more depressing and downtrodden than your typical folk songs, mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, a little more doomy, and I just didn't want to, like, write under the same, like, make, you know, put out more albums that sounded way different than the other stuff I was doing. So I, I came up with this stage alias. And originally it was just supposed to be a concept album. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, ran with it. Well, why do you think you made the switch? And do you still write songs uh, under your, your real name? Uh, I don't right now. I, I, I have a, I always try and start different side projects and I never finish them. <laughs> so I have a, a death metal side project that has one song on YouTube right yeah. now called Orphan War and it's, it's supposed to just be a parody of Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> uh, and and I, I never do anything with it. And then I have another side project that does something else and I don't do anything with it. Mm. I mainly, so Bishop LeVay has been my main focus for the, for the majority of two and a half years now. Okay. And uh, how did you come up with your alias? Is there any links you have to the uh, Yeah, so I wanted to write this concept album that was like doomy, end of the world, satanic. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I... With reading the with Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible, I, I stole his last name. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but in the book, he talks about religious hierarchy and how he thinks it's a joke. So I just thought it would be funny to call him a bishop, and then I just adopted <laughs> the name. 
You didn't decide to go for Pope? No. Ah, uh, no. And actually, I got ordained online, so it could be Reverend Bishop LeVay oh, if you really go. wanted oh, it to be. Yeah. For the full title. Yeah. Um, so you've come out with uh, a number of uh, records uh, under this alias. Yeah. Um, you had an EP that came out in 2017, Pay, Pay, Me, Pay, Pay Me the, the Widow. Widow. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I did that with my brother-in-law, uh, who uh, owns and operates Green Mountain Records. Mm -hmm. um, and he's done bands like Get a Grip. Um, and call, uh, not Caulfield, um, Reverser and Coquette. And he just records me cause he was dating my sister <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so, you know, we put out that album and it was, it was depressing, but it was super glossy. He's a yeah. really good producer. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I can't perform all this on stage. There's keyboards and there's, yeah. there's symphony sounds and drums and bass and, I couldn't do all of it live, and actually for the new record, I am sort of returning to those sounds without maybe the drums, so right. that you still get sort of the feel live, but I couldn't perform, like I perform those songs, I'm gonna perform one of the songs off that album tonight, but mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it, I can't really pull off half those songs. Well, as you said, that you're, uh, you're looking to release an album in February, um, I believe by the name of uh, Nefarious. Oh, that's different to what I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to change characters. that on Facebook. I got, yeah, I the the album that's to be released in February is going to be called Light, okay. and it's an entirely concept album about the end of the world. All right, okay, yeah. Um, and so what, what I also know is you, you were looking to do kind of a story arc over several songs. Is that going to be on the new album? Yeah, some of those songs have already been recorded. Um, so No Reason, I think, is on that list, and that was actually the B-side of my last single. Um, and, and so, yes, they, they will have a story arc from before the apocalypse to the apocalypse to after the apocalypse will be sort of the arc of the story. Uh, and I just really wanted to make it as, as uh, screamy and yelly and depressing mm -hmm. as possible. And so I've, I've moved. I typically play with a capo on my third or second fret because that's usually where my vocal range is. And mm -hmm. for the song I just played, which will be on this album, I've taken the capo off completely. And some songs I'm, I'm drop tuning the entire guitar just to make it more and more dark, chase the rabbit down the hole. And is that the also why you're deciding not to have your brother-in-law produce it this time, to keep uh, it raw? I just, uh, there was a lot of, it's not that I didn't want him to produce it. We just never have the same schedules. Mm -hmm. And as I... Uh, wanted to produce more and more music at a faster pace, um, it became easier to do it myself. And he actually was very helpful. He, he, he's given me condenser mics. Um, he's walked me through how to record uh, and how to edit and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so I've started doing it myself and I'll, I'll send him the songs before they're mixed and be like, mm -hmm. does that sound good? Yeah. But, and sometimes he's like, you need to bring this up. You need to put that down. But overall, I, uh, I'm actually pretty proud that I'm doing it myself. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I, I feel that uh, when, you, when you do self-produce a record, you really get that sense of ownership over the entire thing. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a good time probably to give her a second song. Maybe something off the new album? Uh, well, the new album, I just did one off the new album. I'm going to do okay. my uh, last single, actually. All right. Uh, Trouble for Nothing. That's the one I really like to play live. Any story behind this one? Is there a Trouble for Nothing is just about like it, uh, human relationships, man. Like whether it's romantic or just friendship, like 
if you end up making an enemy of that person or they make an enemy out of you, uh, it's just about like how you feel like you wasted all that time mm-hmm. like with that person. So that's what really this song's about. All right, well, take it away, man. Bishop LeVay there. Um, you did mention that you you kind of took on this persona in order to kind of like explore more of your melancholy emotional side. And I was just wondering, um, when you're writing and producing these songs, is it is it kind of an emotionally daunting experience or do you find it kind of cathartic? Um, well, I, I mean, I have a lot to pull from. Uh, childhood trauma, my, my dad died when I was very young and I struggle with depression, Must like a lot of Vermonters do, struggle mm-hmm. with depression, especially in the winter, it's dark mm-hmm. all the time. You know, you really get to like, you are you feel trapped inside, you, you can't get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of my songs are about struggling with depression and, and I come from a family of alcoholics so I can touch on that and, and talk about addiction. And so it actually became really, it started out kind of hard, but it became really easy for me to start singing these depressing, melancholy songs mm. that people can relate to. I mean, uh, uh, I got a buddy I work with who uh, 
just sings along to every melancholy, depressing song that comes on Spotify. And I'm like, how do you know all these songs? He's like, I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to write for people to let them know uh, that they're not alone. And actually, the next song I'm going to play is about um, uh, losing someone because of, of, of depression in the winter, someone committing suicide that's very close to you. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, letting people know that they're not alone, but also singing songs that y you can absolutely relate to yeah yeah really t touches uh, quite a lot of people in, in this moment in time especially in this neck of the world as well yeah. and again in november when the, where the it's 10 degrees outside out. before yeah. thanksgiving yeah it's awesome <laughs> it's really it wonderful yeah um uh, and i hear the so you got your uh your, i would say famous guitar that you're playing today um, you've had that for many years. I think I read 18 since you were 18. Yeah, I was. I found this on a truck on the Barry Montpelier Road. This guy was selling all these things off his truck, mm -hmm. and he was selling the body of this guitar. It had. It didn't have nuts on it. Didn't have tuning bolts on it. And of course, no strings. Some of the some of the fret knots were missing. So mm -hmm. I put the guitar back together, and it's been with me ever since. It's. It was once an electric acoustic, but oh, yeah, I, 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 I have no idea where those components live. <laughs> Uh, but it's, yeah, I've taken care of this thing since I was 18 years old. Yeah, a real labor of love. And what have you got etched on the front there? Um, when, I was, when I was 18, I, I drew on this a bunch of times, and I've actually since just wiped it off like tonight. And I had etched in just this machine uh, before when I was 18, just because it was like a play on, on uh, Guthrie's guitar. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like music is a really good weapon against depression and mm -hmm. especially with addiction a lot of musicians are are addicts but you know when they're on stage they're that's their moment that's their element yeah and so yeah I etched into the guitar this is this machine is my only weapon I like that and um and then it's got the all-seeing eye but that's on all of my album covers it's tattooed on my arm Oh, talking of tattoos, actually, I did see on your Instagram that you have um, the Blackbeard's Jolly Roger. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Uh, my my sister invited me out to go get pirate-themed tattoos, where she got this elegant ship. I didn't <laughs> think it was going to be elegant at all. I didn't know yeah. it was going to take this much time. But yeah, she got this really elegant ship, and I was like, give me Blackbeard's flag. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that before you were going to go out there, or were you like, when you were there? No, like, yeah, I, I like, thought exactly of it, and is. I was like, oh, pirate theme, that's cool, yeah, but yeah. like, I don't have that much money. <laughs> Um, so we get there, and I'm like, yeah, I've decided on the on, on Blackbeard's flag. And he goes, yeah. you sure? And I was like, yeah, make it bigger, <laughs> though. That's a small drawing. Um, I, I, like the, uh, I like the inspiration there, especially because uh, not, not many people know that Blackbeard didn't kind of like sail under the classic Skull and Crossbones Jolly Roger. It was, it was quite a specific design. So Yeah, my girlfriend hates it. She hated it when I got it. Yeah, she's the, she was saying, like, you know, he's evil, he's killed people, he's, mm. he's probably raped people, and I was like, yeah, well, thanks for telling me after I got it. Um, <laughs> it was a pirate. But also, like, the way I looked at it was, like, he was the most feared pirate in yeah. history, and, I mean, it was just a fun pirate-themed tattoo that I got. I, uh, there's really, there, most of my tattoos, there's no meaning behind. I just mm -hmm. get them in the spur of the moment. I got a bat on Halloween. Like, nice. <laughs> very, very, very appropriate for the time. I got an all-seeing eye on Does, the, on the, the thir Friday the 13th. You know, Does your matter. sister often invite you up for like tattoo parties, or is no, this no? Uh, we, that was a that was a one-time thing. Uh, we have been getting closer since her and Vincent, the owner of uh, Green Mountain Records, they got married mm -hmm. this summer. Oh, and we were just as ever since I got back from California, we've just been getting closer as a family. Where when I was uh, when I was fresh out of high school, I was uh, not around. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that, and. Um, 
before uh, I let you play your last song, um, any so you got your album coming out in in February. Uh, you have a Bank Bandcamp um, website, and you can find you on Facebook. Have you got any dates coming up that you kind of like to plug? I on? have the last date of 2018 before I tuck in and finish that album. Yeah, uh, it's at Radio Bean here in Burlington on the 21st at. It's either eight or eight thirty. I'd have to I'd have to look at my phone. Um, but it's going to be the last one of 2018, and I don't think I have any openers. I think I'm the first one. I'm All not, right. I I'm not going to... Don't quote me on that, but... Oh, I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing any, any further information can be found on things yeah, like Facebook? Yeah, it can be found on my Facebook, um, Bandcamp. I don't know if the Spotify is still... I have to go through and see if it's still posting gigs. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you can definitely find it on Radio Beans information too All on right. their website on their Facebook. And uh, look out for your album coming out in February titled Emotions. L- Light. Light. <laughs> Emotions. So close. <laughs> That'll be the next EP after That's that one. Emotions. There yeah. we go. Um, all right. Well, what song you've got uh, left for us? This tonight? is uh, this last song is the the title track off that very first Bishop LeVay EP. It's called Paint Me the Widow. All right. Take it away. Feast on your skin 
Bay there. Thank you guys so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you it. for having me. Not a, any time, and uh, especially when the uh, new album comes out, please come in again and we'll uh, have I'll definitely shoot you guys a message about that. Please do. Please do. Thank you very much. Uh, coming up next, we've got Fossa. They'll be on in just a moment, and uh, so stick around. <laughs> 